You're listening to Media Monks Women in Tech, a podcast about the ambitious and accomplished women we work with every day. In each episode, we take a look into how these women got here, where they started, who they became, and what they've learned. I'm Beryl Chung, and today we're talking to Celeste Acosta. Celeste is a senior project manager, now based at headquarters in the Netherlands. But she first joined Media Monks in Buenos Aires, where she used her skills and ambition to spearhead the Girls Who Code program. As an artsy personality growing up, Celeste didn't end up being a creative in advertising like she thought. Instead, in her current role, she manages projects and multiple teams using both her creativity and critical thinking to get the job done. Celeste, hi, great to have you. Would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Celeste Agosta. I'm a project manager and slash producer, and I am from Argentina. Um, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and you're currently based here at Media Monk's headquarters. Uh, yeah, but I, I previously work in Buenos Aires and a couple of months in LA as well. Wow. <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're slowly crossing them off the list. Yeah, definitely. I'm like, check this office, check. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome that you've uh, been all over the place with Media Monks. Um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, how you started. I always kind of knew that I wanted to work on advertising and digital because, that's, well, I like internet. Um, but yeah, I never imagined I would work as a project manager. Um, were you always interested in digital? How did you become an internet kid? Um, well, I, I always like uh, computers and, and games and electronic devices. Um, like my dad gave me the Super NES when I was a kid and I was like fascinated by that, mm. by that device. I was like, mm, games. <laughs> um, and then my father had a computer running, not Windows. I cannot remember what was it, but I was always like, wanted to play around with the computer, like the games and, and all that. So I think it was because of my father <laughs> that I really like technology and uh, digital stuff. Then we moved to Buenos Aires because I, I lived in Patagonia uh, when I was a kid. We moved to BA and my mom got me a computer with internet. And for me, it was like, what? Whoa. <laughs> geosites I think it was one of the first oh, ones yeah. I, I checked and then I was like yeah I was spending my time just doing research did you have one did you have a geocities page no no I didn't have one <laughs> <laughs> but I, I for example I really like photog like watching and, and seeing images and so I got an account on DeviantArt yeah, me too. Yeah, and I started like, oh, <laughs> what is this? How can they do that? And uh, I started like watching tutorials, I don't know, and reading about that. And at some point, I, yeah, I said to my mom, hey, mom, I want to be a photographer. And oh, my dream... What were, you, what were you posting? Was it like mostly no, I wasn't. I wasn't posting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was too shy. <laughs> but my dream was like become... Uh, advertiser photographer like those that works with models and all that stuff and I was like yeah I want to be I want to be in those productions <laughs> um so I told my mom yeah I'm gonna study photography and I actually finished that career in BA mm -hmm. but then I was like hmm, maybe I want to be a politician maybe I want to be uh, 
philosopher. Maybe I also want to study uh, advertising. So I actually got into the career. But after one year, I left um, that, that school because I didn't like the way they were te uh, teaching. So I was like, okay, bye, but I will work in advertising anyways. <laughs> How old were you when you were like, yeah, advertising is um, my thing? Yeah, I think 18 or something like that, 18, 17. Mm -hmm. Like I always knew that I wanted to work with that. Oh, um, really? I mean, yeah. I think when I was a kid, I didn't even know that that was a job. <laughs> like I had never even heard of graphic design until until probably the end of middle school. So like when I was a teenager already, and I was like, oh, wow, you can get paid. <laughs> <laughs> well, my aunt used to work on advertising as well. So I think I, yeah, I, I've always in touch with the industry more or less. Mm -hmm. She used to be like a media planner for a big agency in BA. So yeah, I, I always knew. I, I remember I used to collect the advertising in the magazine so I used to rip them off and just put them in a folder and say like mm, this one I like I like the photography here I like the creativity <laughs> here mm. <laughs> so cool <laughs> yeah so before you made that decision when you were 18 were you trying out other types of creative outlets well yeah I mean I always like like to draw and like living in this fantasy world so yeah, I think the creative um, type, so, sort of activities always like, I, li I always like them. For example, <laughs> my mom always tell this story that I used to, you know, the um, paper of the candy. Mm -hmm. I used to use it for bed sheets, as bed sheets of my Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and uh, yeah, I always like that stuff. So I think it's so natural that I'm in advertising in creative industries in a way. Mm -hmm. What about your family? Are they also in creative? I know you mentioned your aunt was in advertising. Um, did they work in creative? Were they really supportive of your of your creative experimentation, I guess? I think they are very far away from my industry. They actually don't understand what I do on a daily basis. <laughs> uh, but they were supportive. Like They were like, okay, if that's what you like go ahead which I think is great um actually when I had to work for the first time uh when I finished high school that was a little bit of an issue because my mom wanted me to work on something on, on whatever like just grab whatever opportunity you you have to earn money your own money and I was like yeah great but I do want to work on advertising and I'm I could be very stubborn. <laughs> um, so I said to my mom, yeah, I will work on that, but on an advertising agency. And she was like, yeah, no, you need to work now. Like, I don't know, go to a call center. And I was like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> it's like, that's not for me. I'll get bored. And I actually tried to work on whatever. For example, I work for a, like a stock guy, I don't know. It was very boring, black and business. Like a trading? Yeah, I think it was a trading, I don't know exactly, mm -hmm. but it was related to business and economy and all that stuff. And clearly it was really memorable for you. <laughs> yeah, it was, I couldn't wear colors. I was like, I couldn't handle it. It was ruining my mental health. To be honest, I was always sad 
it was horrible. So after that, I told my mom, hey, I'm out. And my mom kind of panicked, like, oh, what are we going to do now? Na, 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 na. Um, and I was like, well, I will look for a job in advertising. And I actually got it. Like, I got that data entry thing. And at first, it was like a freelancer thing. But my boss at that time said, like, hey, you've done an excellent job. You want to stay? Uh, and I was You're like... The- best at data entry we've ever seen yes kind of wow <laughs> uh, well i mean it was easy for me because i was of my computer sit down on my computer every day like doing <laughs> entering data on a cms so i was like yeah of course i want to stay awesome did you get to interact with people from other departments during that time well actually not on my day to day I didn't have to, then I didn't need to, but I really bored I was, I was, of what I was doing. And that was, I think I was like community manager or something like that. And I went to my boss and said like, hey, I am bored. <laughs> <laughs> what if I can do this, for example? So can you didn't start you? off with, hey, can I help with something no. else? <laughs> <laughs> Is there something that, you know, that you need to be done? You're like, I'm bored. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Sounds like I'm like a five-year-old kid in a work environment, which is kind of... I don't know. I'm really impressed. I mean, I remember having internships uh, when I was, you know, still in university and being so shy and being so intimidated by people. And I mean, I definitely didn't see it as an opportunity to like... Uh, like you, like reach out to people who were doing things that I thought were really cool or just like ask what they were doing on their screen. So, I mean, for you to, you know, have the the confidence or maybe, you know, just like the guts to like go up to the to such a wide range of people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if I didn't. F- yeah. I don't know if if it was confidence or what, but I was so I don't know. I had a lot of energy. And I was like, yeah, I want to try stuff. Yeah, everything is possible. <laughs> Internet. <laughs> I was like so energized by that that I wanted to like knock all the doors possible. And it's pure fueled by my cur- curiosity. Um, so that's why I think I went to my one of my uh, bosses and said like, I'm bored. And I think I've been doing this and this and this. So maybe... What if I started being a project manager or an account uh, manager? He said yes, but that brought me a lot of issues with my other boss, the one that was coordinating the content team because he didn't appreciate (laughs) my approach to one of the bosses, which was one of the owners, uh, to be honest. And yeah, in the beginning, it was a little... um, It sounds a little bit political. I yeah. mean, maybe not as political as the stock trading company that you worked at, but... Yeah, but yeah, it was. And I couldn't get I couldn't get it. I was like, why? Why is he doing all these things to annoy me or to be, like, in the middle of what I want to do? Like, I'm not going to take over his job. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to do something different. Why is he so angry? Why does... He doesn't like him to go to the owner and, like, chat about ideas he just gets annoyed why uh, fuck that i was like i don't <laughs> care <laughs> but 
yeah, I think I was <laughs> very young. <laughs> I still don't get it. And I think throughout my whole career, I always had the same issue where for me, everything is like a party and we can do amazing things. And then I tend not to pay a lot of attention to those political things because I mm. I don't believe in that. So people don't always catch on to that enthusiasm or that passion the way that you kind of expect them to. Yeah, or... Yeah, or they see it as a, I don't know, hey, what are you trying to do? Why, why are you doing this? <laughs> wow. Is this a threat maybe? I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Mm, yeah. Well, that's really interesting. I mean, I had a friend who helped to get me into advertising agencies, and she's really smart and also pretty outspoken. Uh, and I remember she started out as an account, um, an account manager, and... Uh, she had a really hard time um, being patient, especially with clients. And so, I mean, very graciously, she had a boss who kind of pulled her aside and said, listen, I really don't think that you're cut out to do this. <laughs> but he said, but you're really smart and uh, strategy is a much better fit for you. And that's how she kind of made that jump into a different department. I mean, I'm kind of surprised as someone who is so young um, to go from, you know, this entry level position straight to project manager. Yeah, well, that was funny <laughs> because I was like the BM in, and then started my career as a project manager there. And yeah, it wasn't easy. Like there was a senior project manager uh, who was overseeing my work, but he, she had some different ideas on how to run a project on a daily basis that I didn't share. She was very structured, like, okay, we have these sheets for everything, which now I, I love, but I still think she was very, very, very structured. And like, no, I mean, um, this developer spent two hours on this project, now he needs to jump on this one. That's it, end of the conversation. And I was like, wow you shouldn't do this <laughs> like you should be more flexible um and then for example i don't know one i was uh in charge of the one of our project for a beer brand and things didn't go really well but i had a good relationship with the client so one time i said like hey client this will happen or i don't know there was something with a project and i i remember i was really scared to tell the client for the first time hey we're not making it to the deadline <laughs> i am so sorry this is not going live today as we already agreed i was like fucking scared i was like this is the end of my career forever <laughs> i was like and she actually didn't help me <laughs> oh wow <laughs> because Actually, I went to the managing director of the department of the agency, not the owner. And I said like, hey, I have this problem. What do you suggest me to do? And he said, well, just be honest and say like, hey, we're not making it to this date, but then we have a plan or we're working on it. Just be honest. Uh, don't lie. And then I went to consult that with the senior project manager and she was like very irritated because I kind of yeah I didn't consult with that with, uh, about that decision with her first and she was kind of offended mm. because she was a senior and I didn't do that and I was like but but you weren't here I couldn't find you or what's the difference I mean I'm actually telling you now um 
and she said to me well you know what now you are going to tell that to the client by yourself <laughs> and she left me alone <laughs> and I remember I cried oh, and no. then yes I cried so much and then I was like okay I can do this and I called the client and I explained the situation and the client was like oh, okay fine <laughs> and I was like what how is he telling me okay fine and I'm crying and I couldn't understand that wow I'm sure after working under this this person that you weren't scared of anything anymore well you're still a project manager today uh and I was hoping you could explain what that is <laughs> oh wow okay so basically uh, I think the project manager is like the guardian of the project, like the glue that needs to keep everything together. Uh, yeah, it's like the team needs to be happy and it's sort of of the link with the client. Um, but also the project manager needs to manage the expectations of the client. Like, okay, for this money, you're getting this. And in this time, you're getting this. And yeah, we can work around that, but we cannot do magic. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's a good description of what a project manager is. Sounds like you need to wear a lot of different hats. You need to be a lot of different roles for different people. Yeah, 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 I share that vision. That's true. Uh, you need to be a little bit uh, creative sometimes because you need to manage also the vision of the creative in the production agency like sometimes they want to do crazy stuff and it's like hmm, the client might not like this or yes uh, but you, you need to find a moment to present that to the client um, you can do it like maybe in the middle of the project or if um, I don't know you have a fight a fight a discussion with the client because I don't know you miss a deadline or something, you can't go up to the next day saying like, hey, we have this amazing thing to present to you. Uh, but that's a little bit of a strategy in the middle. And uh, yeah, yeah. So what percentage of your job day to day would you say is only planning and uh, like technology? Mm, I think, well, I think uh, let's say that 70% I think is people management, then maybe... 15 and 15 planning and techie talks because yeah i think you need to have a basic knowledge of certain things um in order to come up with a good planning otherwise it won't work like i can imagine hey maybe we can do this website in like three days and people go like what <laughs> uh no <laughs> you're totally wrong or yeah, or there are some problems that I can I can see in advance. Like, okay, if we don't do this at certain time, maybe further we will have another problem or whatever. And yeah, I think that's good for a project manager to know like the basic. Of course, if you want to know more, that's great because that will allow you to have more maybe honest conversations with the developers like hey what you're saying is not true because whatever um but i also don't agree with that vision that you always need a pm that is super technical um uh, because i don't know i i the the developers and the tech people need to be on the details and take care of that and work 
without me always asking like, hmm, is that the way we should do it? Uh, or, hmm, are you sure about this? Are you sure about that? Like, we need, we as a project manager, I think we need to take a look at the bigger picture. Um, Which part of it is your favorite, the bigger picture part or the smaller detail part? I think both. <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> is that a good answer? Well, what's your favorite part of the job that gets you out of bed in the morning? Mm, well, I like to come up with like great, great thing, like translated an idea to something that you can experience maybe or you can see. So I think that is the part that gets me uh, very excited. Mm-hmm. And then like whole, like seeing this plan and they're like, hmm, okay, we want to do this. How many steps we need to take to actually build it? And like constructs from there. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I think people might not expe- expect how much creativity goes into your role because it, it isn't just calendars and spreadsheets and budgets and whatever. It's, it's a lot of, um, I guess, that creativity, not just in concept, but also just in problem solving. I mean, you have to come up with different ways of approaching the same the same thing for the variety of teams that you're working with. Yeah, and also within the same team, it can be like you need to change your approach depending on who you are talking. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the same um, brief a senior creative than a junior creative. And yeah, some yeah, I think we need to be very very creative on that front. Like is really like for example, planning involves creativity uh, because you need to be creative I don't know when you have like a very short deadline how are you going to get there without sacrificing or the budget or the client happiness or your team (laughs) happiness Um, and I always like to keep those three things balanced like okay mm, we still have a budget left but we don't have uh, a lot of days or uh, yeah how we can we can finish the project without burning <laughs> everybody um yeah i think it's pretty creative now that i think about <laughs> do you want to maybe um give the croissant story as an example <laughs> yes well <laughs> that's that funny um so back in that day when we were working with with, with this bank and the wordpress blog this is back site, in in ba yeah in argentina in argentina when i first started um being a project manager <clears throat> so we needed to i don't know come on put that server and the client was paying us for uh, for the setup and everything and I was like okay okay needs to be I don't know ready in three days I cannot remember but the thing is that I asked I think twice to the IT guy in the agency hey can you do it hey can you do it and I was knocking on his door every day like hey you're not updating me hey what the fuck is going <laughs> happening like and he was one day I think he looked at me and said like well you need to be patient and I was like go fuck yourself <laughs> I was like sure I will be I will be patient yes and I say I, I told this story to the my boss and the, the, the managing director said like hey 
this is happening to me and my deadline is really soon like can you help me and he looked at me and said like well yeah the IT guy is that way always so you need to solve it and I was like okay okay fuck <laughs> that's <laughs> like, the solution is you yeah, need to solve was, it like great guy um so very I, insightful thank you yes <laughs> um I remember there was some croissants at the office one day and I was like cool I need to convince this guy that this needs to be ready ASAP. So I grabbed two croissants and I went to his office and I was like, okay, I am super patient. I bring you this uh, very, very great breakfast. Can you, you please finish this? And I sat down and he said, I don't know, he typed in something in his computer for a couple of minutes and he said like, yeah, see, you needed to be patient. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and I, was like, <laughs> I was like, whoa, oh my God. <laughs> Only with food. <laughs> like, Oh, and, wow. I mean, I feel like yeah. when, if, you're, if you're faced with this, this kind of situation where you just have this person who's very difficult to work with, I mean, you have only a certain number of options you can, number one, just wait and be you have a you can just wait and be patient right b you can fight and kick and scream c you can cry and be sad about it yeah or d none of the above and you went with croissants instead (laughs) um what about guidance in your career who have been your mentors have you had any positive female role models Mm, i'm not i cannot remember any female role models that really were my mentors but I have in mind like a couple of guys two are from media monks and I don't want to mention their names I'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) and then I really remember my first boss the owners of this digital agency that I work with because they open a lot of doors for me but also they will they, they were always encouraged me to come up with new ideas or to discuss stuff with them and when they didn't agree they just said to me hey I don't agree because this and this and that or you can try this or that and I think yeah I like that um they were the ones I always remember them and keep them close to my heart (laughs) because yeah at times they also helped me to get the confidence to work on certain stuff and it was great to have that opportunity mm-hmm. and freedom. What's a really uh, important lesson that you've been able to get from those mentors? Hmm. Uh, that's hard. I don't know. Um, I think they helped me to build my confidence in, um, in the way I handle stuff and the way I work because... It's not the same as feeling that you're doing something good or that you're, I don't know, maybe good at this or you're not so good at, at the other st- other things. But it's really great when somebody says to you, hey, you're doing this great and this is your flaws and maybe you need to work on this. That is like, mm-hmm. he says, I am working, I'm doing something great. Wow. <laughs> I don't know, that's something... I value a lot um, because, yeah, I'm a very insecure 
<laughs> so yeah, they they help. I mean, me I think that's natural that. for anybody who's building their career. Yeah, but also it happens now mm-hmm. um, that I'm not super sure about everything, or that I don't have the that confidence that I see in other people. Uh, but I also read about the confidence between women and men, and men usually turns to sound more confident than what they really are like they go like oh yeah okay we need to do this and this and this and this and for a woman it's harder to dictate what needs to happen they always we always use this word like i think we should do this or my opinion i was wondering and i i also listened to a podcast mm-hmm. um that that is 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 not the best way to communicate in the <laughs> work uh, in a work environment um yeah sure i don't know <laughs> i mean uh i think i've you know seen studies that say that uh that male applicants job applicants uh are more likely to apply for jobs where they don't meet 100 percent of the yeah. qualifications um much more than women job applicants yeah definitely yeah it's like it happened to me before me too yeah i read that i was like oh no (laughs) that's me so for example i try not to yeah i try to not to take myself really really like seriously because i mean there's always time to fix mistakes or say like oh sorry i made a mistake i'll Mm -hmm. fix it um but that's great that you have these people in your life who really help you to grow and develop. Yeah, I, I remember that somebody here at Minimums when I first started in BA, he said something to me that I was like, oh my God, I will remember this for the rest of my life as a PM. He said that the best PMs are the ones that can, that aren't the ones that don't make mistakes, but the ones that have the ability to fix their mistakes really quickly. And I was like, yes. And that was a relief to hear that because I was really in trouble with a project. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I don't know what I do. I don't need to do. I was panicking. It was like my first project on Media Monks. Yeah. And he said, yeah, your approach is fine. And then he closed the email with that. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I can make mistakes. It's fine. <laughs> cool. It'll be, there will be time to fix uh whatever mistakes uh-huh so the greatest advice you've ever gotten is uh mess up more often basically <laughs> yeah i think yeah definitely. um i'm curious uh since uh you've mentioned that your mentors are men if you've ever received um advice from them that you felt uh some kind of disconnect because uh of you know um a difference in your position um mm, i don't I don't know if I received like advice that was more applied to men than to me, uh, but I did have conversations in where I was like, for example, very angry or I was like very frustrated or I didn't agree with something that happened. And they didn't quite understand my reaction or my point of view. Uh, they were like, well, okay, don't get so angry. Or, hmm, yeah, this happens because of this. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, no, 
still wrong. And at that time, I was like, yeah, I understand. Okay, I won't get that angry. And then when I left that meeting or that talk, I was like, hold on. No, that's wrong. <laughs> or, or it should go that way. Or yeah, I, I'm entitled to get angry. I'm so sorry. I've seen you angry. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that was it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard things before that are like, if you, you know, if you want to network better, then you should be out late at the bar drinking with the boss, things like that. And I feel like, uh, for me at the time, as a as a single woman, I felt like, okay, well, that's okay if you do it because it's you going out with the bros. When I do it, it's perceived very differently regardless of what my intentions are. Yeah, yeah, I had that before. Not in that situation, but uh, my mentors or other like friends, male friends saying to me, hey, you need to do this and then you need to be angry and act this way. And I found myself saying like, yeah, that that sounds great if you do it. But if I do it, it'll be perceived differently. And I might get in more troubles by acting that way. In a more, I don't want to say aggressive way, but more reactive way. And maybe if you do it, they will see it like, oh, he is very passionate. He defends everything. He defends what he thinks. And if I do it, it will be like, are you crazy? Like, <laughs> chill. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, once I realized that, I started to point that out in my conversations. I started saying, like, no, I need another approach. And actually, that person was like, I I found a lot of comments, a lot of pushback saying, like, no. No, actually, you don't. You just need to. And I was like, okay, you don't get it if I say it say it to you maybe it's good if i put some examples um like real life examples like i don't know uh when people say to you hey be more uh, outspoken in meetings well one time i was in a meeting with three guys and i was trying to say something about a project and they were very dismissive of what i have to say they were like yeah yeah, but it's not a problem. And they all the time interrupted me. And I I went out of that meeting a little bit irritated. <laughs> and I talked with one of the guys and I'm like, did you notice what happened? And he was like, no. Well, I tried to say something and I couldn't. And he was like, oh, yeah, you're right. I never noticed like before all those times we were talking and having these conversations I never noticed until we were at that meeting Mm -hmm. right that doesn't necessarily mean that those are those are bad guys or that they don't care about you I really think most of the time it's that they don't even notice yeah yeah I I do agree with that yeah I think most of the time like I used to saying like mm, they, are, uh, they are against me saying what I think they are doing this on purpose and I was like wait maybe they don't even think about it yeah I think that's like the classic girlfriend thing of if you were really sorry then you would know what you did <laughs> yes it's like really sometimes they don't yeah. <laughs> yeah but the difference is that I think when you when there's like a uh, very mixed um, 
work environment when men women like the guys need to be a little bit more aware of that because mm-hmm. maybe they are used to having like those conversations when one yells more than the other and they're very chaotic but i don't know if we feel comfortable in that situation like i don't I don't feel comfortable like being like yelling and like yeah why did you do this and this is my opinion and you shut up well that that's, a, that's not real but I mean I don't feel really comfortable in those environments like I rather have a conversation like okay here's everybody's opinions and then we come up with the best solution that's for me the way and yeah, I feel men need to be a little bit more aware of the impact that they have in other birds and other people. Well, it can be a woman or I don't know. I also want to talk about the guidance that you've offered to other people, um, particularly a program that you started for young women in Buenos Aires. Oh, yeah. So basically, I spotted this group of girls that they, they started um, uh, learning how to code. And they were having meetings in cafes, like randomly. Where did you see this? Uh, Twitter, internet. <laughs> um, uh, so I was like, mm, okay, I'm very interested. Like, I really like that. Um, you see, actually, well, you see a lot of guys, let's say, like coding in cafes, but a group of girls that are doing that is not something you see every day, or is not very common. Um, and so I email. I had a chat with one of the girls, the one of the leads in that group, and I was like, "Hey, I have this idea. What if you guys learn by doing something instead of just trial and error, try like by having a real project?" And she was like, "Yeah, that's great." And I was like, "And you also can receive mentorship from our front end team." And she was like, "Yeah, that's awesome." So I was like, "Yes, yes, I'm like." This will happen. And so I pitched the idea to people. And, and what did you call it? I call it Girls That Code. <laughs> that, that was, a, that was a, the name. What is it? Chicas? Chicas Que Programan. <laughs> because uh, that, like, that was the, the name they, they used to. And then I put like Chicas Que Programan, I think, in Media Monks or something like that. And I pitched the idea. And there was a little bit of like, hmm no <laughs> this won't work like what's the objective what media monks is gaining i was like well okay well they can hire more people and it's good pr <laughs> were you disappointed in that reaction no i was expecting that reaction <laughs> sorry <laughs> for me it was like yeah it yeah. will happen so i have to be prepared to give a solid like reason why this needs to happen it'd be more surprising if they were like yes totally yeah if they didn't push back i was like what what's going on with you is this a trap (laughs) um so yeah after a couple of conversations like the managing director agreed for this to happen he says like yeah let's do it girls that initially participated in that program is now working at Minimum as a front-end developer. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, and I was like, yes, this is the only one. But that made my whole day when I found out. I was like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So coming from the initial pushback when you, when you pitched the program to, you know, building this project together, I mean, what was the reaction from uh, Media Monks afterwards? Oh, there... It was well received, I think. 
yeah um in other in other offices as well like here in amsterdam when i told you about this and i told the other girls they were like oh this is great uh and when i also shared this with la they were like yes that's awesome i think everybody was pretty happy hmm. so even though before it started people were kind of tentative about it afterwards it's like oh yeah obviously it's a yes. no-brainer you know? yeah <laughs> <laughs> super interesting well I can imagine in your role as a project manager, you are experiencing pressure from all sides. Um, how do you deal with that stress when you're outside the office? I just disconnect myself. Like, unless there's something really urgent, I'm sure there's something I can take care of tomorrow, the next day. So I try really to forget about all the work issues when I left, leave work. And that is something I, yeah, I really needed to work uh, on and, and I needed to train myself because I was leaving the office and then it was like three hours of thinking of hmm, how am I going to solve this and maybe this problem and what about this and what about that? And that gave me a lot of anxiety and I realized that I wasn't enjoying my free time <laughs> so I was like mm, maybe if unless there's something like really urgent like a call from a client or like I don't know something that now is down or whatever I'm not going to think about the problems I'm gonna cook I'm gonna read a book I'm gonna play with my cats play a game watch a movie whatever things that really interest me and yeah I'm gonna f focus my energy on that I have one last question for you, Celeste. It's been really fun talking to you. Uh, I'm just curious what more there is. What is uh, your dream for the future? What do you hope to achieve? Well, I I think I value freedom a lot. Um, I think, yeah, I don't I don't know how. Of course, I'm very ambitious, and I'm always thinking maybe I want to see. I want to be CEO one day. But I think I'm kind of changing my mind about that. And what I want for the future is to have time. Um, like, I think, I think the, the how we work now is kind of changing. Like, okay, we don't work in like a, a very strict schedule, like from night to, to five or to six. So like that is changing but for the future what i really want is have more freedom more more free time more more time to organize though my projects in a more relaxed way not to think you know okay i have to go to the office from this time to this time and then i cannot do anything else because i'm just stuck at the office um yeah I, that's what i what I dream. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I, I really What were the three that. things that you mentioned that you're trying to balance in each of your projects? You said it was time, money. Um, a happy client, happy. Uh, the budget, and of course, the, the, yeah, the time, the deadline. <laughs> I think money, time, and happiness are the three things we're all trying to balance. <laughs> I think it's possible. Everybody says, like, I saw uh, like a picture once in the internet saying, like, okay, just pick one. And I was like, no, I don't want to pick one. I want three. <laughs> and that's something very, yeah, 
very characteristic of me. It's like if somebody says to me, "Oh, we need to do this in a certain way," and uh, we need to follow that plan or those rules. I really think they are there to be broken. This is Media Monks Women in Tech. Thanks to all the women and men involved in making this project possible, and thank you for listening. Get in touch at womenintech@mediamonks.com. I'm Beryl Chung.